Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kratom Guy Show. I'm your host, Mike Overstreet, the Boston Kratom Guy. Welcome back to episode number 21, Ascension Parish, Louisiana, is where we are taking you this week, where we have yet another city council looking to ban Kratom. This week's show was supposed to be about Methadone Mile in Boston, Mass., also known as Mass and Cass, where our great sponsor, Christopher's Organic Botanicals, gave us a bunch of samples to go hand out so we could go talk to some people down there and maybe help some people out of a bad situation. And if you don't know about Mass and Cass or Methadone Mile, uh, the name Methadone Mile came from Boston centralizing a bunch of the homeless services along with methadone clinics. So you had a bunch of these services services right in the same area. And put on top of that, the unhoused having to leave their shelters during the day. It created a really centralized place where people that were misfortunate or addicted to drugs were able to uh, all meet in this one location. And then people started camping out there. And now it's really turned into a really bad situation. So we did go down there two times, and we're going to head down there another time, uh, first first weekend in August. So if you're in the area you want to come with us, go hand out some wellness packs. We have these really cool packs that my new buddy Pat made up. First aid kit, socks, snack bar, juice, soap, shaving kit, pads for the ladies, uh, just a bunch of useful stuff that you can use on the streets. So we were down there. We handed out a bunch of Kratom. I got to talk to some people. Some people have never heard of it or, or you know, you only heard of it in passing. So it's been really great. So this, this week's show is about to be about all of that. And instead, we have uh, something I could not ignore. The next meeting in Ascension Parish is going to be August 4th. So please, please either make it there so you can testify, even if it's as simple as I take Kratom, it helps me a lot. Or bring friends, family, and then they can testify on seeing a great positive change in you. But we need people there. We need people there because last meeting, we're going to get into it, it was completely steamrolled. I believe four people spoke and it was filled with misinformation, disinformation, and what most people would consider flat out lies. So the meeting we're going to go over is the strategic planning meeting that happened July 12th. And what I really want to get into is focus on this one, but there was so much other stuff I couldn't ignore. So we're going to get into basically the whole meeting, but my main focus is on Sheriff's employee, Detective Todd Tulia. It's basically a synthetic heroin. And his daughter, Landry Tulia. Around here, they know me because I used to buy like $400 worth of Kratom a day. Um, she's got a very unfortunate but yet familiar story. That, uh, similar to, to many of us, including myself, of opiate addiction, addicted to other drugs. And uh, she tells her story. And then there's just a couple of things in there that I really wanted to point out and get us thinking and talking about. And maybe we can get some answers to these questions. And when I first got there, they did an initial, an initial uh, drug test. And when I hadn't picked up anything at this point, like I hadn't done anything, not even any legal pills or anything like that. But when I got there, I failed my drug test for fentanyl as well as Kratom. And what I'm going to be spending most of my time is on Todd's testimony because uh, I found a lot of things wrong with it. It's bad stuff. I mean, it, I put it right up there with bath salts. Then later, which I can't get into this show, but uh, I, I will in, in future shows, uh, Pastor Mark Sturmer. 
president, uh, the Church United seems to be behind a lot of this, which he's also connected to the Lifehouse, which is a nonprofit transitional housing facility located in St. James Parish. He's been making a lot of videos on social media and uh, seems to be running a lot of this. And I believe it was two people from there. He's on the board of, um, as far as as far as I know, he's on the board of the Lifehouse. And this article goes on about how it's supported by Spith Tank and Steel, a structured environment rooted in Christian principles. So I believe the two other speakers were were a male and a female from the Lifehouse as well. We're going to get into all of that and more coming up on this episode of the Creating Guy Show. But first, let me tell you guys about our sponsor. Christopher's Organic Botanicals. You guys know that I only recommend brands that we truly believe in, and Christopher's is no exception. Christopher's is the type of company that deserves your support and that other companies, especially creative companies, should emulate. They do everything by the book to bring you the best quality tested creative. They are a small company run by Christini, his daughter, and their family friend. That's it, guys. Three employees. They are not a big company, very small, and doing everything by the book. AKA GMP qualified by just passing their fourth certification audit. They adhere to fair trade practices, which means paying the Indonesian farmer a fair and proper price. Chris started the company in 2016 after Kratom worked so well for him. He decided to quit his job and pursue COB full time. And ever since the start, they've always been using the same single source for their Kratom, focusing on what matters most top quality powder and customer service. They accept credit card along with e-check, physical check, or money order, along with crypto payments. Go to Christopher'sOrganicBotanicals.com and use the coupon code CREATEMGUYSHOW to save 10%. The link is in the description. And this would be a good time for a small disclaimer that neither myself nor any of my guests are medical professionals. Nothing we say should be considered medical advice. And you should always seek the advice of a physician or medical professional before taking anything. Any copyrighted material is used under fair use for education or criticism. Enjoy the show. So what you're about to hear is Ascension Parish Detective Todd Tullier. This is the first testimony of the regulating the sale of Kratom portion, which later turns into criminalizing the use and possession of, yeah, wait till we get into this, the uh, Councilman Terry Casso. I would like to make a motion, Mr. Chairman, I'm sure I can elicit a second, that uh, we send this information to our legal counsel, ask him to write a an ordinance and uh, propose that to the full counsel, that this uh, substance be made illegal in this parish for sale or use because we're not going to solve the problem of Kratom and Ascension Parish when we say you can't buy it here because you can buy it across mm-hmm. the parish lines. So I think we also need to make sure that the usage becomes criminal so that when we find it on young people, on people uh, in our parish that have bought it outside of it, we have a we have a leg to stand on. For and we have an avenue to get them to help. And we have an that. avenue to get them to help. I hate to criminalize the usage, I really do, but it it it's in order to save these folks from themselves, we're going to have to. She hates to criminalize it, but she has to save them from themselves. Talking about you, the dirty kratom addict. 
So what we're going to get into is Detective Todd Toulier's whole testimony. And now I was going to break this up at first and hop in and kind of pause it. And honestly, I had to, it took me forever to get all the way through his testimony because I had to keep stopping to take notes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the whole thing through. And what I want you to think about is what is going on here? I know it's really easy to quickly get mad and you know a lot of people I talk to them they're like I can't even watch it because my, my blood boils my heart races too much my heart rate goes up too quick my blood pressure so it's it's really easy to get mad to get pissed off to be like what the fuck you know a lot of this a lot of people this is a life saver this is a lifeline. I know people that would be bedridden or wheelchair bound if they didn't have Kratom. And like me, that Kratom only adds to my quality of life. It doesn't take away anything. It only improves my overall health and well-being. And I will never take their fucking poisons again. Suboxone? Methadone? No. Never. We have to think, you know, is this somebody who's just looking to protect their neighborhood, protect their parish? His own daughter, he's a narcotics detective, and his own daughter fell to addiction. Is he himself an authority figure who has been told by other authority figures these lies, misinformation, disinformation? So is he going on what he's told? And in that case, we need to, I mean, we should handle all interactions with compassion and empathy. But that means we need to have more compassion, more empathy for him and his situation, what he's trying to do. Or is this a revenue generation scheme for the parish through the sheriff's enforcement? And then subsequently, this recovery center, Lifehouse, where they have 80, soon to be, in their hopes, soon to be 140 men doing manual labor for slave wages. Because their help that they talk about, that Chairman Joel Roberts talks about at the end, we have a we have a leg to stand on for them. We have an avenue to get them to help. And Councilwoman Terry Casso says that she wants to criminalize the use. I hate to criminalize the usage, I really do. But it it it's in order to save these folks from themselves, we're going to have to. Their help will be this most likely, in in my assumption, will be this life house or behind bars, doing manual labor for the state or for the parish. If it's criminalized, if you criminalize the use of it, you criminalize peaceful people who've harmed nobody that want to use a plant powder and just be left alone, who've harmed nobody, who haven't used violence against anybody. In fact, the enforcement of it will be the only violence used against these peaceful people. It opens people up to home invasion by the sheriff's office, assault, assault with a deadly weapon, deadly force. You resist, you try to defend yourself, you'll fucking die. They'll shoot you all for this plant powder. If you survive, they'll drag you away. They'll kidnap you, throw you in a cage, extort you. Manual slave labor is something they're doing in prisons now. Can't be a slave in the United States unless you're a prisoner. Or they'll send you off to a rehab center before or in lieu of or after jail where you'll either have a combination of 12-step Christian principles and if you're really lucky, you'll get methadone or suboxone, which in my opinion, there's been way more deaths probably in one year than Kratom has ever been accused of 
worldwide ever from Suboxone and Methadone. Probably either or. If you don't know, Suboxone, I was on that for over eight years, really helped me for a while until it really started to take away from my overall health and well-being, especially my mental health. Blocking up those receptors is no good. Kills all happiness-related emotions. I didn't realize how negatively that medicine was affecting me until I got off of it, until I just went to buprenorphine. That was a good step without the uh, naloxone or naltrexone. And then when I finally got off of it, I am just so much happier, healthier with just medical cannabis and Kratom. Nobody asks these people to save the people that are consuming Kratom in their parish. This is something they're taking upon themselves. And my question always is, what level of violence do you feel is right for a peaceful person who's harmed nobody? Deadly force. Deadly force is your fucking answer. So what we're about to get into here is Detective Todd Toulier's testimony. I'm going to play the whole thing through. Now just try to keep in mind. And, you know, it's so easy to get angry on online, but you got to think, especially the people in Louisiana, you should be there August 4th. Anybody who knows anybody there, we got to get the word out. This was just four anti-Kratom people, and that was it. We need people who actually consume Kratom, family and friends who have seen the benefits Kratom has brought to you. We should pack that place and have hundreds of people testifying. So please be there. So I'm going to play this whole thing whole thing through, and then, you know, you got to think, what if you were in a room with him? And like I said, we need people actually to be in a room with him. So you can't just go off the rails. We need to kind of approach this methodically with compassion and empathy. And then later we're going to get into his daughter's testimony where she said, Okay, just like my dad, I'm nervous too. So um, I'm Landry Tuye. August 18th of 2021, I went to my first ever detox because I was addicted to heroin, methamphetamines, benzos, and alcohol. I was released five days after. I had about five months sober, still hadn't picked up or used any substances. Then I found out about Kratom. She later went to detox. It had developed so five days for a normal withdrawal and seven days from for Kratom. Like that just goes to show how bad. And when I first got there, they did an initial, an initial uh, drug test. And when I hadn't picked up anything at this point, like I hadn't done anything, not even any legal pills or anything like that. But when I got there, I failed my drug test for fentanyl as well as Kratom. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's what freaked me out because I was like, I, I swear, like, I, I have no reason to lie to y'all. I haven't done anything, but I failed. Um, one hard thing for me that is being in recovery was before I knew about Kratom, I could stop at a gas station because they don't sell heroin or methamphetamines over the counter, but they they sell Kratom. And now that I struggle with Kratom addiction as well, on my bad days, it's like I, I can't even stop and feel safe at a gas station because they sell it everywhere. And now around here they know me because i used to buy like four hundred dollars worth of kratom a day detox seven days from kratom oh and and by the way while she was there the initial drug test she tested positive for fentanyl and that she was spending four hundred dollars a day on kratom when she tested positive for fentanyl are you are you, are you guys fucking seeing this you picking up what's going on if there was tainted 
kratom with fentanyl in in their parish why aren't they shutting it down that's a big fucking deal what store did it come from the brand i mean this might be something that spreads across the country you think it's just in ascension parish louisiana this could be far spread you better believe if they found fentanyl tainted romaine lettuce the fda would be involved the department of health would be in involved probably you know city state and federally along with department of agriculture and and they're just trying to ban kratom when she said she tested positive for fentanyl she said she didn't take anything else so if we believe her at her word and the following show I'll, I'll start picking up some of the key points that each one of them make one of them is that the girls in the lifehouse are unable to go to the gas station safely anymore because they see kratom and that's brought up numerous times i think all four of them brought that up bet there's alcoholics and they got alcohol at the store too so then i'll be going to chairman roberts what he says at the end and kind of like on the note of what rick is saying um, addiction isn't just as simple as quitting drugs i mean you have several aspects to it you have a physical addiction you have uh, you know a spiritual problem and you have a uh, emotional mental problem and we have these people coming out of treatment that get rid of the physical addiction and they still have to work on themselves going to iop going through outpatient all those types of things and it's crazy that they're passing by and seeing this kratom sold everywhere which is why partial agonist therapy like suboxone methadone as much as i don't like those they do work and it did work for me for many years as well as uh kratom medical cannabis why these work so well that i know that's what he wasn't thinking of during the time but you know you can't just throw people out on the street you know a lot of people are using kratom to get their lives back to save their lives and then we'll go at the end talk about councilwoman terry casso hate to criminalize the usage i really do but it it it's in order to save these folks from themselves we're going to have to by criminalizing it and creating an ordinance that would make it okay to use deadly force against peaceful people who've harmed nobody and it seems like these people say they're christians and this is what they want to do to save people and she said, we need to criminalize the use. So when young people, she corrected herself and said, people get caught with it, we have a leg to stand on. Okay, let's get into Detective Tullier's whole testimony. Let's go to item D, discussion and possible resolution on regulating the sale of Kratom. We have some public speakers on this item. Okay. Yeah, but are they looking to speak? Yeah, <laughs> so we have Todd Tuyo. And uh, Mr. Todd is from the Sheriff's Department. Yes, sir. How you doing, Ms. Castle, Mr. Thomas, Mr. Mason, Mr. Robert? Gentlemen, I don't like public speaking, so I apologize. I sound a little nervous. It's not too much public here. You only have three minutes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Today I'm here to speak to you all on behalf of uh, an epidemic, another epidemic besides the opioid epidemic and fentanyl and all the stuff is which is what we call kratom okay kratom is commonly sold in convenience stores it comes from leaves from the trees that are native to southeast asia okay it's mainly four countries there uh it's sold in liquid pill and powder form 
and it's sold in convenience stores and what we call smoke shops, the vape shops throughout our parish and state. All right. Uh, it has been, it comes into the, to the country under the dietary supplement, which is not controlled by the FDA. So it can just come across the border. It has caught the attention of the DEA. It has caught, caught the attention of the FDA, which is doing studies, but there's not enough research and data to support anything for Kratom. Uh, Kratom has the same effects of opioid brain receptors as morphine, which does have, appears to have the same properties that expose users to addiction, uh, abuse, and dependence. Some will say it's because some will say that it's great because the users want to use it for what they call self-detox. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's been in the drug business, especially in the detox and the rehab facilities, will tell you self-detox is not a good option. It's very, very seldom ever works. Okay? There are several states that have outlawed Kratom. I think five or six states that in this country that have outlawed Kratom, there are several counties parishes and I mean counties, cities and towns across the country that has outlawed it. It is not currently outlawed anywhere in the state of Louisiana. All right. There are states, I mean, in my 14 years of narcotics investigations, all right, we have seen several substances sold which mimic the same effects as illegal narcotics. Mojo, which is synthetic marijuana, bath salts is just a few of them to name. The while conducting investigations over the years with once the opioid epidemic, which is the heroin epidemic, came back into this state. Uh, one of the things we've commonly seen in our investigations dealing with individuals, citizens of our parish is Kratom. And we talked to them and we asked them. That's when we learned about Kratom and in the law enforcement field, it's synthetic. It's basically a synthetic heroin. It has the same effects. If you look at the effects of it, it will, it's pretty bad. I speak from personal experience. My daughter's here. She struggles. I'm the, <clears throat> I met with Sheriff Weber on several occasions, and we spoke this morning. And he wanted me to pass along to you he would like to see the parish of Ascension make it illegal to sell Kratom in Ascension Parish. Thank you for your time and support. Okay? If there's any questions y'all may have of me, I work for the Sheriff's Office. I've been there for 27 years. Uh, I've got some printouts that I made about Kratom from the FDA, DEA, and a few other, the Mayo Clinic, and a few other ones. I'll leave right here for y'all to make copies. And if you don't mind, if you could bring it over to Jaron, he can yeah. get copies of it. So um, You made a, a, several good points about it. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I talked to John Paul, the parish attorney. Mm -hmm. He had uh, he had a family emergency. He couldn't make it tonight. But some of the points he brought up, um, Kratom was actually um, had legislation to the federal level mm -hmm. to become a Schedule One narcotic. Mm -hmm. The only reason that they didn't get that passed is apparently uh, it was AKA mm -hmm. is the name of it. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, they formed a pack and raised a huge amount of money yep. and stopped the lobbying and stopped it from going through. So it's obviously a problem if they were going to make it a Schedule One narcotic. Uh, yes, and, that, and that's not over. That fight's not over. It's just a matter of timing 
and getting it back on the table because I've, in my business, we deal with a lot of guys from DEA. We oh, yeah. work hand in hand with DEA on a lot of cases here in Ascension Parish. Uh, it, it's bad stuff. I mean, it, I put it right up there with bath salts, and bath salts was bad enough to where the governor and then the Board of Health signed an emergency order. And I mean, it's not illegal anywhere in Ascension Parish in Louisiana. Well, Ascension Parish is the greatest parish in the state. Let's take the lead. Let's set the example. And Let's I, protect our future. And I guess one of the major questions, which you have already answered mm -hmm. in a situation like this, is if we do pass an ordinance or craft an ordinance to prevent the sale um, of Kratom and possibly the possession of Kratom mm -hmm. in the parish, y'all would be able to enforce it and willing to enforce it. 100%. We'll gladly, the moment if y'all make this illegal, we will go and put all the stores and the smoke shops, we'll give them the documentation from the parish where it's a parish ordinance to make it illegal. And we will have discussions with them about removing it from their store. And just like we did with bath salts, after a short period of time, we will return to those locations. And it could lead to the siding of the owners of the establishments and also the seizing of any Kratom type products that we find in their facilities after that. Absolutely. And, um, you know, this was brought to my attention. Personally, I went through treatment, uh, got mm -hmm. out of treatment in 2012. So the Kratom was right about the cusp of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't really, I wasn't familiar with it. I didn't realize it was as big of an issue as it is until Aaron called me yes. to tell me about it. I mean, they have detoxes that requ that should require medical detox. I mm -hmm. mean, you're talking about seizures, you're talking about possibility of death of coming off of this stuff that you can buy at a gas station. Yep. Um, but I appreciate it. We, we uh, appreciate you speaking. That's really hard for me to, uh, to watch and then not jump in. But um, so I had to actually play it separately. And uh, now we'll go over it together because, um, you know, I, I would be jumping in. But I wanted you to listen to it fully so we can get a whole idea without me jumping in uh, to hear his whole testimony. And, I mean, right at the end there, Councilman Joel Roberts. You know what else is sold at gas stations? Caffeine. Energy drinks. Beer. Liquor. Wine. All of which can cause seizure and death. And which death? Which death are you referring to that somebody died from a Kratom withdrawal? So, let's, let's get into this whole thing. So now I'm going to be jumping in, which my wife just brought me. Some coffee of my own. So maybe sipping that during this. Okay, so um, yeah, let's let's get into it, and uh, I'll be cutting in and out of his testimony, and uh, just go over a few things. You know, I, I had to break this all down, and it took a while to get the quotes of what exactly he said, and then you know research everything. So um, I'll try to breeze right through this. How you doing, Miss Castle, Mr. Thomas, Mr. Mason, Mr. Robert? Gentlemen, I don't like public speaking, so I apologize. I sound a little nervous. Uh, so let's stop it right there. Let's stop it right there. These guys are all buddy-buddy. And later on, you'll see this is a meeting about um, the sale of Kratom. But it seems like, in my opinion, one would say that before they even started this meeting, they were going to introduce criminalizing the use of it. 
there's only one way to enforce the criminalization of the prohibition of a plant is with violence, deadly force, all of which is immoral, unethical, and certainly doesn't adhere to their Christian principles. So right now, this is what they're coming, coming in. You know, yeah, deadly force. They will come to your house, especially if they think you know you're selling it. At the end, he's talking about store owners. He didn't say quite what. He does a lot of this where he like uh, starts and stops sentences, and they kind of just bleed in together. So I, I, that's the tone. These people are all buddy buddy. You know, kratom is a lifeline, a lifesaver for many. And the ones that do have issues with it, nine times out of ten, in my opinion, they had problems before. You can be addicted to anything; it can be very harmful. So. I just wanted to point that out. They're all buddy-buddy, you know, laughing, carrying on. Watch public hearing. You only have three minutes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Today I'm here to speak to you all on behalf of uh, an epidemic, another epidemic besides the opioid epidemic and fentanyl and all the stuff, is, which is what we call Kratom, okay? Kratom is commonly sold in convenience stores. It comes from... That... Epidemic. Epidemic spreading rapidly and ex extensively by infection and affecting many individuals in an area or a population. Widely prevalent. An outbreak of a contagious disease that spreads rapidly and widely. A rapid spread growth of or development. Common to are affecting a whole people or a great number in the community. Generally diffused and prevalent. So, definition of epidemic. You know, how many deaths are we talking about in the parish? I haven't heard one. What I've heard is people are uncomfortable going to gas stations because they sell it there. Anybody can get it. Okay, limit the age. Stop playing like you, you, you can control what people are doing. Try to tell me that there's not, um, not meth or heroin or fentanyl in the, in the area. Outlawing does nothing. Give people safe access. This is related to a coffee plant. But anyways, epidemic, how many deaths? How many deaths in Louisiana? I guess this is a good time to bring this up, and I'm not going to harp on it too much, but this is in my research. Got some notes. In my research, I came across this document titled Kratom Mitrogene Speciosi Study on the Public Health and Recommendations. Oh, maybe I should try to talk to him. I didn't see this before. Prepared by Dr. Rolt Rattard, R-A-T-A-R-D. Bureau of Infectious Disease, Infectious Disease and Epidemiology, Office of Public Health. February 2019, Louisiana Department of Health. This is from Louisiana. So I'll leave, of course, leave the link in the show notes. But uh, I just want to go over a couple of things that I found in this. And if this is good enough for them put together by their own Department of Health. In the section Health Effects 3.2, this is 3.2.1 Direct Effects. Uh, end of first paragraph, Kratom is virtually incapable of causing respiratory depression or many of the negative effects of other opioids. Although mitrogene agonizes mu opioid receptors, respiratory depression, coma, pulmonary edema and death have not been associated with human kratom ingestion. And there's no other studies to prove differently. Somebody says, you know, I'm sure it can happen. You know, it, there's crazier things have happened. You can die from drinking too much water. 
too much caffeine. You know, I know drugs like cannabis and LSD mushrooms are very safe and do not cause psychosis. But what can happen is it can basically awaken underlying health conditions such as schizophrenia, which can cause an episode, even the first episode. So, you know, maybe maybe that's something that happens with Kratom. I haven't seen one case of psychosis, of proven psychosis, or one case of death. Maybe it can happen. I don't know. I just haven't seen any proof of this. So when a coroner or medical examiner says that Kratom is the cause of the death, ask for proof. How do they come to that conclusion? What's the scientific proof? So, like I said, I'll leave this in the show notes, but I just want to go over a couple different ones. We got uh, section 3.2.2, addiction and dependency, middle of second paragraph. Most cases that researchers have documented portray withdrawals as fairly manageable, with pain and trouble sleeping described as the most unbearable symptoms. One study published in the Journal of Psychoactive Drugs noted, these effects appear to be relatively mild since the majority of the participants did not seek treatment for their pain and sleep problems, and in fact, the withdrawal effects only lasted between one and three days. My assumption is what we're seeing when people are like, oh, the withdrawals are so bad. Yeah, pause of actual opiates can last up to two years, 24 months, 12 to 24 months. New research is showing it takes at least 10 weeks for your brain to start healing. So yeah, someone who's gotten out of treatment is trying to do good, trying to feel better, Oh, it led them to it. You're going to criminalize the one thing that they used that they tried to do first so they didn't make the immediate jump? One could actually argue that having it in your system, a partial agonist, is better because that's how people die when they try to have the same tolerance. They, they get out of rehab, get out of detox, and then do the same amount, and they end up ODing because their tolerance is way down. Okay, so we have virtually impossible to die, very mild symptoms, Section 3.3 interactions, which this is very important, which more, instead of banning it, this is what needs to be done. I mean, if we know of drug interactions, these are common drugs. If there's a bad drug interaction, it's going to kill somebody. Don't ban it. We This information should be out. People are going to use it regardless. So they got a whole list of um, drug interactions. Consumption of Kratom and other drugs could cause severe health effects. Interactions have been identified in humans between Kratom tea and the following. Erisoprodol, which is Soma Modafinil, treats sleeplessness, which is Pravigil, Pravigil. Propahexadrine, which is uh, Benzedrex, Obesin, nasal decongestion, appetite suppressant, and psychostimulant medication, analog of methamphetamine. This is one of the things I'm most concerned about is these drug interactions. You know, people, I've, I've to- spoken to multiple people that are like, oh, they only had trace or therapeutic amounts. See my uh, previous episode about Aaron Manson, which is just a tragic case. But so the medical examiner says, oh, it was only trace or therapeutic amounts. But here's the thing. It could be the same medication, the same combination of medication that somebody takes every day. But add Kratom to it, maybe none would be lethal on their own, but just this mix, that's what I think does it. The end of this section, 3.3 interactions, is the sentence, fatalities in the U.S. were caused by a mixture of Kratom, fentanyl, diphid." diphenhydramine, caffeine, and or morphine. So again, 
the deaths caused were caused by a mixture of kratom and other drugs. This is Louisiana Department of Health. Section 3.4, deaths. In 2017, the FDA began issuing warnings about kratom and now identifies 44 to 47 deaths related to its use, with at least one case being investigated as possible use of pure kratom. CDC says even more cases, but only, I think it was something like 97 deaths, and only seven of those could be possibly kratom it possibly kratom only, but other drugs couldn't be ruled out. It goes on, most kratom-associated deaths appear to have resulted from adulterated products, other drugs mixed in with kratom, or taking kratom with other potent substances, including illicit drugs, opioid, benzos, alcohol, gabapentin, over-the-counter medications, such as cough syrup. And this is the last one we'll go over, but yeah, go over this whole document. I was very surprised to see all this truth over there by a government paper. 5.2 poison control studies. According to Forrester 2013, 14 kratom exposures were reported to Texas poison control numbers, Texas poison control centers between 2009 and 2013. For comparison, so hold on, let's see, 2013, 14 kratom exposures were reported to Texas poison control centers between 2009, 2013. So four different years, four years. For comparison, it should be noted that during 2012, one year, a total of 474 synthetic cannabinoid, which is K2 spice, and 160 synthetic cathinone, which is bath salts. Exposure were reported to Texas poison control centers. This suggests that even though the number of reported kratom exposures may have increased in recent years, its impact on poison control centers is small compared with new substances of abuse. It goes on between January 2010 and December 2015, 660 calls reporting exposure to Kratom were received by poison control centers and uploaded to the National Poison Data System. NPDS serves all 50 United States, District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and collects information from calls made by both public and healthcare providers. The number of calls per year between 2010 and 2015 increased tenfold from 26 calls in 2010 to 263 calls in 2015. There were an average of 110 calls per year, which represents about 0.004% of approximately 3 million calls received by poison control centers each year. So I haven't gone through this... Um, this document in fine detail, but somebody needs to present this to the meeting because I, I know I won't be able to make it. So I thought that was very interesting, you know, epidemic. Let, let's talk real numbers. Let's talk facts. Comes from trees, liquid pills, powder form. Keep that in mind. Throughout our parish and state, all right, uh, it has been, it comes into the, to the country under the dietary supplement, which is not controlled by the FDA. So which I think that's really important that he's saying that because we got this whole thing going on with um, the FDA trying to now limit dietary supplements and give uh, prior approval for both products, for both companies and products, which would limit all Kratom products never being sold as dietary supplements. So I think that's very important, but it doesn't just come into the country. Let's talk real. Let's talk about the FDA import alert 5414, which I say is bogus. The FDA put up um, instead of 
doing one particular brand of something, like it would be X Romaine, X brand of Romaine lettuce, they did a blanket of a entire product. And it's never ending. And it's supposed to be up every year and they keep renewing it. And basically that says that Kratom is an unapproved food or drug, so you cannot import it as a food or drug. Therefore, if companies sell it as a food, drug, dietary supplement, and they get caught, they say, well, wait a minute, you imported this as not for human consumption, because that's the only way to get into the country, but now you're selling it and actually trying to give people safe use instructions. So you've done something illegal now. So it doesn't just come into the study. It doesn't just come into the country. FDA, this is another case of FDA making it less safe. It can just come across the border. It has caught the attention of the DEA. It has caught, caught the attention of FDA, which is doing studies, but there's not enough research and data to support anything for Kratom. Uh, Kratom. Knight is doing studies. Dr. Christopher McCurdy is doing studies and his team. And they're finding that it could be the next key to unlocking the opioid epidemic and getting people safe, safer medications and a safer option. Reference FDA and DEA studies. Which ones? It has the same effects of opioid brain receptors as morphine, which does have, appears to have the same properties that expose users to addiction, uh, abuse, and dependence. Direct from FDA.gov. FDA is concerned that Kratom, which affects the same opioid brain receptors as morphine, appears to have properties that expose users to the risk of addiction, abuse, and dependence. Either this guy doesn't know, or being specifically manipulative to say it affects the same opioid receptors as morphine, and not talk about the fucking differences between the two. Real quick, morphine-based drugs, opiates, derived from morphine, derived from the poppy plant, opium. They are full agonist. They are non-biased full agonist. Kratom, related to the coffee plant family. They act to the same receptors, but Kratom is a biased partial agonist. And the way scientists have put it is essentially it's like a dimmer switch. It, it can only turn on the receptor so much. It doesn't have the ability to cause respiratory depression. And I don't know that much about beta carotene, but I know it, it doesn't cause respiratory depression because it doesn't react to that or it doesn't cause the uh, beta arrestin. Unlike morphine-based drugs, which are full agonist, bias, non-bias, which what that means is they operate on very specific G proteins. Bias or non-bias. They're biased about the ones they pick or non-bias. So morphine-based drugs are non-biased full agonists. It's like an on or off switch. It just turns it all the way on. So let's talk about the difference. You can't just say that and not talk about the difference. This whole meeting was like this. And I don't have time enough to get into every single one because I'm spending so much time on Todd here. And Todd, if you're listening to this, I would love to talk to you. Councilman Joel Roberts, I would also like to talk to you. And Landry... Todd's daughter, I would also like to talk to you. Let's get in a conversation. Let's have open dialogue. This shouldn't be going down like this. And the same receptors, what other, what other things react to the same receptors?
cheese, milk, chocolate, caffeine, St. John's wort, dependence. Again, you got coffee, beer, liquor, wine, all being sold at convenience stores, gas stations across the state. So just because something causes dependence, I bet a bunch of them had coffee at some point in the day. And if they didn't, good on them, I should probably drink less coffee. But let's get real. Just because something causes dependence or withdrawal symptoms doesn't mean you have the right to use violence and peaceful violence and deadly force against peaceful people who've harmed nobody. Some will say it's because some will say that it's great because the users want to use it for what they call self-detox. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's been in the drug business, especially in the detox and the rehab facilities, will tell you self-detox is not a good option. It's very very seldom ever works. Self-detox is not a good option. You have to, one, be ready. A lot of the time people are forced into it and they're not ready. You got to make that mindset change. You got to flip that switch. You got to know that you're going on to something bigger and better. And you have to have a plan. You have to have a support system. So if you're not ready, it doesn't matter if you're doing it on yourself, or you're doing it in a program, people are going to get high. It's going to happen. So, I mean, that's something I agree with him, but switching from first opiates, if you don't know, I was severely um, addicted to opiates many years ago. Then I was stuck on Suboxone for over eight years, which really helped me at first and then started to really negatively affect my overall health and well-being to now simply Kratom and cannabis. And I drink coffee. And I'm so much happier without those receptors being blocked up. I'm so much happier. And it helps manage debilitating daily pain, chronic pain that I have. Okay. There are several states that have outlawed Kratom. I think five or six states that in this country that have outlawed Kratom. There are several counties, parishes, and I mean counties, cities, and towns across the country that has outlawed it. It is not currently outlawed anywhere in the state of Louisiana. All right. Which states and how did that happen? How did they get outlawed? Because when you look at it, it happened during the scare 2016 when the FDA said that they were going to ban it. And then the public outcry, advocates, consumers all came together and stopped, stopped the ban. But a couple of states were like, oh, we got to jump on it. This is this big health scare. We got to do it. And they did it. And now FDA, I mean, uh, AKA is working to reverse those. So, you know, say, oh, states, some states outlawed it. Again, come with facts. The whole fucking meeting was like this. There are states, I mean, in my 14 years of narcotics investigations, all right, we have seen several substances sold which mimic the same effects as illegal narcotics. Mojo, which is right synthetic here, marijuana, bath salts, is just a few of them to name. The, then he comes out right and says it. While conducting investigations over the years with once the opioid epidemic, which is the heroin epidemic, came back into this state, uh, one of the things we've commonly seen in our investigations dealing with individuals, citizens of our parish, is Kratom. And we talked to them and we asked them, that's when we learned about Kratom. And in the law enforcement field, it's synthetic, it's basically a synthetic heroin. What? It's a synthetic, and it seems like He's either stumbling over words or he's correcting himself. It's basically a synthetic heroin. 
coming from somebody who's clearly never done either. In my opinion, one would say that Detective Todd Toulier has done neither Kratom nor heroin. And if that's the case, Todd, good for you. Good for you. But do you drink beer? I don't know. So, like a synthetic heroin, which it's not. He was right at the beginning. Derived from plants. Kratom is a tree in Southeast Asia, majority coming from Indonesia. Thailand just completely removed Kratom from their drug schedule and is now a cash crop, soon to be for export. So this also says that they have no idea what it was. Had to Google it, which finding the FDA shit, which we all know FDA is big pharma. They get big part of their funding through the industry that they're supposed to be regulating, and it's one big crony capitalism shit show. So, but what he's saying here is not only did he make the correlation between synthetic cannabinoids and basalts, K2, spice, basalts, he also made the correlation between people that are in trouble and are doing drugs, that he's spining people with Kratom, and as far as I'm concerned, Sheriff's Department, law enforcement across the country has been so indoctrinated to hate these people, to get the drugs off the street. Meanwhile, it is violence and deadly force against peaceful people who haven't harmed anybody, thinking that somehow prohibition is going to work this time around. Maybe this year it will work. Drug use keeps going up. More dangerous drugs keep hitting the market. Of course, he's making the association. And my guess is that these people are, this is the one thing that brings them some comfort when they don't have any other drugs. Or they're trying to get off of whatever hard drugs they were, they were doing and utilizing Kratom. It has the same effects. If you look at the effects of it, it will, it's pretty bad. I speak from personal experience. My daughter's here. She struggles. You can see right here, he's got a heart. I'm the <clears throat> He's getting choked up talking about his daughter. I met with Sheriff Weber. Later on, his daughter testifies, and uh, I'll have the link as well for the uh, for the YouTube video that the county put up. But his daughter, who checked into rehab. Okay, just like my dad, I'm nervous too. So, um, I'm Landry Tuye. August 18th of 2021, I went to my first ever detox because I was addicted to heroin, methamphetamines, benzos, and alcohol. And later on, she'll testify that she later had to go to detox for Kratom. She was spending upwards of $400 a day. Around here, they know me because I used to buy like $400 worth of Kratom a day. And so like when they see me now, they're like, oh, you're not getting any Kratom? Like they told me that three nights ago. They were like, oh, you're not getting any? And I was like, well, no, I'm in recovery now. And they were like, oh, we do, we do cheap deal for you. Like, so it just goes to show they care about the money. $2,800 a week. That's $12,000 a month. I didn't spend that much on heroin. $12,000 a month on Kratom. And later she says that her initial drug test failed for fentanyl. It had developed, so five days for a normal withdrawal and seven days from for Kratom. Like, that just goes to show how bad. And when I first got there, they did an initial, an initial uh, drug test. And when I hadn't picked up anything at this point, like I hadn't done anything, not even any legal pills or anything like that. But when I got there, I failed 
my drug test for fentanyl as well as kratom. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's what freaked me out because I was like, I, I swear, like, I, I have no reason to lie to y'all. I haven't done anything, but I failed. So were you in detox for kratom or fentanyl or both? Because she says she didn't do any fentanyl. So is this a false positive? Was it sent to the lab? Or are there tainted products in the county, state, and maybe the, the country? And is the sheriff's department looking into this? Are they testing products? Are they pulling things off the shelves? But you can tell that he is really broken up about his daughter. And I'm looking for people. If you know anybody in Louisiana, I'd like to talk to whoever is from this area because I have many questions. And from this look, it feels like he's trying to do the right thing or what he feels like is the right thing. Todd, it certainly isn't deadly force against peaceful plant consumers. That makes you the criminal. On several occasions, and we spoke this morning, and he wanted me to pass along to y'all. He would like to see the parish of Ascension make it illegal to sell Kratom in Ascension Parish. Thank you for your time and support, okay? If there's any questions y'all may have of me, I work for the sheriff's office. I've been there for 27 years. Uh, I've got some printouts that I made about Kratom from the FDA, DEA, and a few other, the Mayo Clinic, and a few other ones. I'll leave right here for y'all to make copies. So many lies, misinformation, disinformation, and the FDA. So you made a, uh, several good points. And then the DEA uh, may go it. off of that. In fact, I talked to Jean-Paul, the parish attorney. Mm -hmm. he, had to, he had a family emergency. He couldn't make it tonight. But some of the points he brought up, um, Kratom was actually um, had legislation to the federal level mm -hmm. to become a Schedule One narcotic. Mm -hmm. The only reason that they didn't get that passed is apparently uh, it was AKA mm -hmm. is the name yeah. of it. American so, Kratom Association. Mm -hmm. uh, you them. Formed a Thursday and raised a huge amount of money. Yep. And stopped lobbying and stopped it from going through. So it's obviously a problem if they were going to make it a Schedule One narcotic. Yeah. Yes, and, that, and that's not over. That fight's not over. It's just a matter of timing and getting it back on the table. He goes on to say about his, his, his buddies in the DEA. They worked very closely. It's all about timing. FDA and DEA doesn't have the science to prove it, to back up their claims of trying to ban it. They've tried. FDA has been trying. They won't even talk to AKA. But let's talk about where did they raise the money from? Who stopped the ban? Creative consumers and advocates. Zaf. In my business, we deal with a lot of guys from DEA. We oh, yeah. work hand-in-hand -hand with DEA on a lot of cases here in Ascension Parish. Uh, it, it's bad stuff. I mean, it, I put it right up there with bath salts, and bath salts was bad enough to where the governor and then the Board of Health signed an emergency order. And, I mean, yeah, it's not illegal anywhere in Ascension Parish in Louisiana. Well, Ascension Parish is the greatest parish in the state. Let's take the lead. Let's set the example. And Let's I, protect our future. And I guess one of the major questions, which you have already answered mm -hmm. in a situation like this, is if we do pass an ordinance or craft an ordinance to prevent the sale um, of Kratom and possibly the possession of Kratom mm -hmm. in the parish, y'all would be able to enforce it and willing to enforce it. 100%. Okay. We'll gladly, the moment if y'all make this illegal, we will go and put all the stores and the smoke shops, we'll give them the documentation from the parish where it's a parish ordinance to make it illegal, and we will have discussions with them about removing it from their store. And just like we did with bath salts, after a short period of time, we will return to those locations, and it could lead to the siding of the owners of the establishments 
and also the seizing of any deciding to the owners of the establishment. What that tells me is they're not. He left out the part of arresting or violently attacking, assaulting, kidnapping, robbing, extorting. They say, "Oh well, we gave you a chance. You have a chance to comply. Resist while we're not physically there. Resist while we're there. You're gonna have trouble. Deadly force. Try to protect yourself, your property, your family. Deadly force. You will die. Resist." die. Enforcement means same thing, robbing, kidnapping, extorting, caging, sometimes manual hard slave labor, a peaceful people who haven't harmed anybody for possessing and consuming a tea leaf. Kratom type products that we find in their facilities after that. Absolutely. And, um, you know, this was brought to my attention Personally, I went through treatment, uh, got mm -hmm. into treatment in 2012. So the Kratom was right about the cusp of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't really, I wasn't familiar with it. I didn't realize it was as big of an issue as it is until Aaron called me yes. to tell me about it. I mean, they have detoxes that rec that should require medical detox. I mean, mm -hmm. you're talking about seizures. You're talking about possibility of death of coming off of this stuff that you can buy at a gas station. Yep. Um, but I appreciate it. We, we uh, appreciate you speaking. I've never seen or heard. I've interacted with thousands of Kratom consumers. The only time I see it is online. Some random anonymous person posting about how terrible it is. But actual consumers, people I interact with daily online, most of them take very small amounts for various reasons. And the withdrawal is very mild. Even with coffee, you do a bunch of high-quality espresso every day, shots all day, and then all of a sudden stop, it's going to suck. And yeah, you probably should go to medical detox. It's going to be bad. But I've never seen somebody say they tapered and it was a bad detox. I mean, taper. But just know if you quit something before and you're now utilizing Kratom for those withdrawal symptoms and whatever symptoms you had previous to using whatever drug you were on, the pause can last up to 24 months, up to two years, post-acute withdrawal syndromes. So that's, that's it. I'm getting myself all heated, all worked up for this. But that's it for, for this one. So I'm going to get into all of this in the upcoming episodes. We're going to talk about uh, Landry Toulier's testimony, Detective Todd Toulier's daughter, and then this statement at the end by Councilman Terry Casso and... Councilman Joel Roberts is really bad. I would like to make a motion, Mr. Chairman, I'm sure I can elicit a second, that uh, we send this information to our legal counsel, ask him to write a, an ordinance and uh, propose that to the full counsel, that this uh, substance be made illegal in this parish for sale or use. Because we're not going to solve the problem of Kratom and Ascension Parish when we say you can't buy it here because you can buy it across mm -hmm. the parish lines. So I think we also need to make sure that the usage becomes criminal so that when we find it on young people, on people uh, in our parish that have bought it outside of it, we have a we have a leg to stand on. For and them. we have an avenue to get them to help. And we have an that. avenue to get them to help. I hate to criminalize the usage. I really do. But it it. It's in order to save these folks from themselves, we're going to have to. They say they're, they're sending it to their law department and they're going to drop an ordinance to ban the sale and use. So if you're from that area, if you're anywhere, 
You should be taking this serious. She wants to save you. You didn't ask her for her help. The way they're going to save you is immoral, unethical. Violence against peaceful people who haven't harmed anybody. She's not going to save you. She's not going to take you in. No, she wants the sheriff's department to save you the barrel end of a gun in a cage. And then you can get sent off to Lifehouse and work for slave wages, manual labor slave wages. I'm getting all heated here with this thing. So we're going to get into all those testimonies and more in the upcoming episodes. And my favorite part of all this is uh, through Christopher's Organic Botanicals, our awesome sponsor. You guys should really support him. Go to the site, christophersorganicbotanicals.com, and use the coupon code CREATUMGUYSHOW, all one word, CREATUMGUYSHOW, to help support a great company and the show. You get 10% off. Through them, they gave us a whole bunch of samples to go down to Methadone Mile, to Mass and Cass, Boston, and to go hand out samples. And we've done it. I'm, I was planning on getting some um, some content while I was there, but you know, it's uh, it's really hard to get content there uh, as far as people's privacy, and a lot of people don't want to talk. You know, they're down on the luck. I don't blame them, um, but. I am able to kind of talk to the camera and create a little content on my way there and back or if no one's around. So we'll be getting into all of what's happening in Ascension Parish, Louisiana, as well as get more into the street giveaways. We're going to be out there again. Please come join us. Uh, first weekend of August, most likely Saturday. It could be Saturday the 6th or maybe the 7th. If you'd like to donate towards going out there, we get wellness packs that, that we make up. We got a bunch of stuff in there, socks and first aid kit. We got the free Kratom we're going to be giving away. So I just want to get out there, spread the word, maybe help somebody. The more people that know about Kratom are taking it and are utilizing it for the right things, the better. So once again, I want to thank Christopher's Organic Botanicals. They rock. Seriously, you guys, this is definitely a company that you want to support. They're friends of the show. I originally met Chris in 2020 at the Maryland House Judiciary Committee meeting when they were trying to ban Kratom. And Chris drove all the way there on his own dime to, to testify his experience. He's been a big ally of Kratom, of cannabis locally in his area in New Jersey. And it's a company that's doing the right thing, AKA GMP qualified for the fourth time, paying his farmers uh, fair and proper price. I really can't say enough good things about Christopher's Organic Botanicals and, and Chris. So seriously, thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for uh, the sponsorship of the show. You guys need to go support him. Christopher'sOrganicBotanicals.com. Use the coupon code CreatumGuysShow. And of course, I want to thank you guys, the listener. If you want to support the show, go to our Patreon. Link is in the show notes. Until next time, together we'll keep Kratom legal, safe, and available for all. Peace.